The Meet for TCAS is brought to you in part by SoneLab, a recording studio in East Hampton, Massachusetts. Offering recording, mixing, and mastering of all styles of music, we even master podcasts. Email info at sonelab.com for more information. That's info at sonelab.com. That's the record button. Have we started? We have started. So, this is the Meet for TCAST. You might always start like that. Who knows? Hello. Hello. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Meet for TCAST. That's right, the Meet for TCAST. We're back. You're back. Thank you for joining us. This is Elizabeth McDuffie. This is Mark Allen Miller. And tonight we have a treat for you, for which we dug deep into our archives. It's 2016, right? September 10, 2016. Le Cirque de and Live at Sound Lab. Live at Sound Lab. Back when we could do that kind of thing. Pack a bunch of people. Oh gosh, that was a, a well-attended one. <laughs> oh man. Right before the shutdown, we had the last live one. March 7th. What do you think? We had about 75 people and we were lamenting the the number as being low. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then two weeks later, the state shut down. Yeah, that was... Oh, it was like a week later, I think, actually. Oh, barely. Might have been... Like, what are we doing? Less than that. But we didn't know because, well, people weren't really giving us the information we needed to know. No, a, a certain orange person didn't want us to panic. Yeah. That's and then, then suddenly we couldn't get toilet paper. So yeah, <laughs> panic. Okay. Well done. Well done. Anyway, uh, on a lighter note, this is all recordings from that that September release party for Meat for Tea, the magazine, which is actually why you're listening to us today. That's right. That's why we have the the Cirques there to celebrate the release of each new issue, and we will keep doing Cirques. We've been doing them in a virtual capacity. Yeah, we're getting ready to do the one in December for the next issue of the magazine. December 12th for the Spill issue. And actually, that that reminds me, I don't know if we've ever ever mentioned, aside from rating and reviewing us on iTunes, giving us five stars. You gotta leave a little bit of writing. Yeah. You can write what you had for breakfast. You can write what you're going to do when the plague is over and you can go places. You can write anything you want. Just we need some words under that five star review. That's the only way it affects the algorithm. We know not why. Although it doesn't really hurt the people who actually read the reviews if you like it and you explain why. That's always kind of cool. Yeah. But I'll I, am, I am looking for a pancake recipe maybe. So, But also, if you like what we're doing and you want to support us further, there's a donate button on meatfortea.com. There is a donate button on the anchor.fm forward slash meatfortea page. And also, you can support the magazine directly by subscribing. Subscribing to Meat for Tea is the single best way you can really show your support for the magazine. Um, with the holidays coming up, wondering what to get, that family member that seems to have everything... They probably don't have a subscription to Meat for Tea. Get one for yourself. Give one for a gift. Another cool thing you can do, too, if you're interested in just picking up a single issue here and there, a lot of back issues are still available, although 
it's hit and miss. We run out of them, and once they're gone, they're gone. You can also get copies of Meat for Tea, both the current issue and all the back issues going back to about volume three, I think, in PDF form. So those of you who prefer your meat digitally or your tea in digital form, you can support us by going and buying a handful of PDFs and enjoying the full contents of the magazine with all of the interior art in full color. In full color. That's the only place we can afford to have it appear that way. You can even get two handfuls. They're $5 a pop. You can go nuts on those PDFs. And every penny counts. It helps us keep the magazine going, which is the most important thing, particularly trying to keep it in physical form, which is very difficult to do because we largely depend on our great supporters and advertisers to allow us to pay for the printing. Also, subscriptions and purchases are, of course, a major part of that. But also help us continue with the podcast because without Meat for Tea, the magazine, there is no Meat for Tea There's cast. no Cirques. There's no Meat for Tea cast. Speaking of our great supporters and advertisers, I need to make a sad announcement. Our dear friend O'Brien Tomlin made the hard decision to close Sierra Grill, which is where Mark and I first went to discuss him being involved in a Cirque even before we became a couple and it became our haunt. And Sierra Grill was a very generous source of advertising support and also just a source of a place where we liked to go. Yeah, definitely one of our favorite places. Great menu, great atmosphere, great staff. Everybody's so friendly. They're going to be really missed. It's, it's a very, very sad thing. And I'm mentioning this because the spill issue of Meat for Tea is currently open for submissions. And I've decided to dedicate it to our fond memories of Sierra Grill and Reanimate the Bay State. If you have a Sierra Grill, Reanimate the Bay State memory, be it in visual art or writing, send it to meetfortea at gmail.com for inclusion in this issue. I want to make it a fitting tribute to this great establishment. And of course, this is, if you're listening to this podcast before when submissions close around November 14th and that's November 14th 2020 of course you could be listening to this in the year 2050 and then you're like dang I missed it <laughs> oops too slow so so what do we got from this uh, well, we've this got circ- a star studded lineup of readers for this circ we have Candace Curran and Richard Horton and Tom Crean, Leah Banks, Catherine Higgins, Jim Whitten, and Adam Grabowski. Um, holy crap, that's a lot of readers. That's a lot of readers. It's a really good lineup. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's stay tuned for that. But also, at the end of all that, we've got live music from Hot Dirt and uh, the Leafies you gave me. Correct. That's right. They rocked the house. It was amazing. So there's going to be some exclusive live recordings from the Cirque, both of the readers and the music coming up in just a matter of moments. I think we've got all our our topics up on the top taken care of. I think so. I think so. So we should probably talk right into who's our first reader. The first reader is Candace Curran. The first poem is called Wet Dreams. 
I take you down among jagged rock, walking sticks, last year's ragged blackened reeds to the quiet pooling. The runaway suds and beer in your ear roar the brown waters of bear's den, where your reflection, resurfacing, shoves heart to the side. She's just trying to keep her head up. But all jealous and green, jealousy green, the color of moss and pine monster, dragonflies sewing up eyes, ears, loose ends to no end, I'm fit to be tied, swallowed, and sunk, dwelling on your love for another, any other, every other man, woman, beast you smile for with your patty green, outdweller, serpentine, turpentine eyes. Oh, if you were only... Just a season, a rough winter to survive. I would drain you, have you packed and stacked away like kindling, bled and oiled the rusty springs. But haven't I tried everything, and you are still a man that's leaving? Thank you. This is such a great venue. I've never been better anywhere than here. (laughs) This poem is called Turn Around. Lightning lit a cigarette, launched a rickety handrail that frazzled and frayed and swung in the air like a broken trapeze. She tossed the match, scattering potluck buckshot, crack shots, posting search and rescue, the sky a billboard of near misses. We were sulking in the car, a spat nicking scars, scoring heavy on the metal, a Black Keys-only choreography. I was sitting night shift Shiva. No more chit-chat, no more happy horseshit. A lightning rod, testing loss, with a tuned fork, her fine fur standing, and rattling thunder, not to be undone. He iron-cast a cartoon frying pan in the face, and, well, didn't we deserve it? A wake-up call to our lucky stars all, tipsy-turvy in their spun-glass constellation, hanging by guardrails, wires loose, ready to let go when lightning stubbed her cigarette, staggered off to bed. She said she'd had enough, and now, well, hell, hadn't we all? Up next, we have Richard Horton. I uh, did a new piece, which I'll be reading Tuesday at Unbuttoned. You know, it's hard to escape the uh, depression you get from watching TV news or going on on Facebook. Mass murder, global climate disaster, prejudice, hate... Uh, kind of makes you wonder, when will there ever be a time when laughter is appropriate, when the coast is clear, when a laugh is not your middle finger? Knock, knock. I got to get the door of my house bolted shut because, knock, knock, it's a draft official. I'm 70, but he says even old farts got to go in the army again. 
Knock, knock. It's a road rager, seven foot tall. Remember me? You made me miss my turn poking around in that rust bucket with the world backed up behind you. Knock, knock. It's the foreclosure guy. I paid off my house years ago, but the computer doesn't show that. Knock, knock. It's a nice 90-year-old lady. I bought her poetry book and said nice things, so she tracked me. Put on a leopard top, a fire engine mini, lipstick, and a leer. Knock, knock. It's Isis with the black balaclavas, flags, and AKs. Stumbled across your oh-so-humanist FB posts and thought you might be indirectly dissing a religion you obviously know nothing about. Each time I've slammed and locked the door, which is splintered and beat up by fists, truncheons, gun butts, swords, and self-published chapbooks. Oh yeah, the chapbooks make the deepest impressions. Knock, knock, it's my mom, who's been dead for many years. She asked me not why I haven't written, but why I did write and keep writing. Uh, Mom, don't come in. There's something on my desk I don't want you to see. Knock, knock. It's the door, guys. Oh, God, am I glad to see you. Yes, bolt it. Put a thousand bolts around it. And get the back door, too. No, we're not that kind of door, guys. Then I notice. They're demons with horns and tails. They say, have you looked at your street lately? We kind of took it over. Bright side, though, we got rid of your drug problem. Knock, knock. This time it's me on the outside. The door opens. Sir, we're evacuating the neighborhood. The river's rising. There's a, there's a gas leak. A tornado, earthquake. I think you'll notice, too, that the houses are on fire. Slam. Now that was rude. Sir, open your door, please. Uh, Sir, I have a warrant for your arrest. Well, okay, that one got away. And Tom Crean. So this poem, I'm going to read it in another voice, the voice I envision in my mind when I hear this, and that is of a... 50-year-old woman who uh, teaches CCD, and uh, she wears a rosary, and she smells like Folgers crystals, and wears cheap um, lipstick. This is June activities for Catholic families. Cut out a large heart and write Jesus on it to symbolize Jesus's heart and have each family member cut out a smaller heart with their own names on it and paste it onto the larger heart to show our heart belongs to Jesus. Put out art supplies so kids can make homemade heartfelt cards for dad for Father's Day. Mom should make him one too. Have a snack with honey such as bread and honey, to remember honey being part of St. John the Baptist's diet. 
If possible, use locally produced honey available at many farmers markets. <laughs> Do something special for your parish priest for Father's Day to thank him for his leadership role to your parish family. Plan a treasure hunt in your house or yard to celebrate St. Anthony's feast day. Use felt and buttons to make an immaculate Heart of Mary craft. Share a story about Jesus with others like Saints Peter and Paul did. Invite friends over and enjoy fellowship with them during an outdoor get-together on the first day of summer. Once the sun finally sets, turn on outdoor party or twinkling lights and keep the party going. Thank you. <laughs> Next up is Catherine Higgins. This is sort of a recipe. Smoothie. Get up, turn off alarm, start the coffee first, must have caffeine first. My kids think I'm embarrassing. I'm getting old, at least from their perspective. My hair is gray. I don't have enough money to get it colored often enough, so it starts to look witchy. They don't like this. Once some caffeine is ingested, begin making the smoothie. Take the food processor out of the dishwasher, if you haven't already, when you woke up in the middle of the night. Assemble it. Add four ice cubes, pulverize the ice cubes. I always had good vision. I never needed glasses until my early 40s, right about when my divorce and premature anxiety-induced menopause hit. Now that I'm 52 years old, it's gotten to the point where I have to have reading glasses handy at all times. I keep several pairs scattered throughout the apartment and in the car. My mother gave me some black glasses cords, so now I can wear my reading glasses around my neck. I lost them. They broke. Um, she cautioned me that if I happen to have glasses on without the cord, I might mistakenly take them off and throw them down, having grown accustomed to the cord. And indeed, I have taken off my glasses and thrown them to the ground. Once the ice cubes are pulverized, scrape sides of food processor and add frozen organic blueberries, raspberries, pineapples, and strawberries. Go light on the strawberries as they're pretty damn hard when they're frozen. Pulverize. I find the packaging for shampoo and conditioner for color-treated hair ironic. The plastic bottles are chic, understated, and the text invisible in the shower sans reading glasses. Aren't most products for color-treated hair intended for older people like me with gray hair and reading glasses? I guess not. So when I buy shampoo or conditioner, I get out my big black magic marker and write a big S or a C on the bottle. Add splash of orange juice and some ground flax seeds. Flax seeds have healthy things like omega-3s and fiber. The omega-3s are supposed to help you be less stupid. The fiber helps you, sh helps you shit. I hate it when you do that, says my daughter, when she sees the big S and C on the hair product bottles. Add half an apple diced and a hunk of fresh ginger peeled and sliced and a whole banana peeled and sliced, pulverized. My kids roll their eyes whenever I talk. You've told us that before, they say, exasperated. They've heard enough about the movie Serenity and the author David Foster Wallace to last them several centuries, apparently. I forget other things, too. 
I got my flu shot, texted my son Matthew from boarding school after I asked him about it. I told you already. As the food processor grinds, wash the cutting board and utensils and put them in the dishwasher. You must keep everything orderly. I've gained a lot of weight since my divorce, bankruptcy, and foreclosure. I was, <laughs> I was always sort of a quiet fitness nut before. Regularly did two-hour workouts involving cardio one hour, stretching 15 minutes, and weightlifting 45 minutes. I think the antidepressants may have caused some of the weight gain, but clearly it's also my lifestyle, watching TV and eating chocolate croissants. My daughter rarely touches the laundry, and maybe that's a good thing. When she saw my underwear hanging too dry, she called them granny panties. <laughs> Take out a big handful of kale and wash it in the salad spinner. Kale is really popular lately, supposed to have all kinds of health virtues, and you can hardly taste it when it's mixed in with all the fruit. My 15-year-old son, Matthew, has taken to monitoring everyone's eating, especially mine. If I get a plate of three chocolate chip cookies, he will examine it. He might say, how many have you had already? But more likely, he will just take two cookies off my plate and put them back in the bin. Baby kale is more tender, but adult kale is cheaper. If you use the adult kale, as I do, you will have to pulverize the shit out of it, because it so it doesn't get stuck in your straw. My kids have a little bed in my bedroom. It's a one-bedroom apartment, after all. My daughter shouts at me in the night if I snore. I never snored before. I always wake up in the middle of the night and can't get back to sleep. So my doctor sent me to a sleep doctor who had me do a sleep study. Who can sleep normally while hooked up to a bunch of electrodes and being surveilled all by a camera all night? Has anyone done that? It's crazy. Add the kale and some non-fat non plain Greek yogurt. Pulverize. Of course, the sleep doctor thought I wasn't getting enough oxygen while I was sleeping, so she prescribed a big, embarrassing CPAP machine I'm supposed to use at night. You plug the thing in, add some distilled water to a little tank, and don this headgear that tethers you to the CPAP machine via a tube. The CPAP pumps air to your face mask, forcing you to inhale enough humidified oxygen while you're sleeping. It's supposed to help with acid reflux and other health problems but it's a big medical contraption in your bedroom. It seems more suited to a nursing home than a 50-something-year-old woman's bedroom. I don't teach CD, whatever that. Um, I just imagine what my kids thought when they saw that thing. Keep pulverizing for a while, even if your daughter says, why is that thing still on? You want the smoothie to be smooth. About a year ago, I had a seizure when I was home alone with my son. I've never had one before. It was a focal point seizure. It started in my hand, which had been trembling for, for a few years. I used to lift weights to help this hand. Imagine that scene from The Matrix where Neo takes the red pill and puts his hand in the mirror, the silver stuff that climbs up his arm until he loses consciousness. It was just like that. My hand started cramping in an excruciatingly painful way. It felt like my arm was turning inside out. I shrieked for my son, and the next thing I knew, EMTs were asking me who the president was. Your smoothie is done. Now to serve. Disassemble the food processor. Rinse each bit with a brush as you take it off and put it in the dishwasher. You must keep things orderly and controlled. I work as a tour guide at the Mark Twain house. It is very hard work for very little money. An average day would mean giving five one-hour tours and working the desk. At the end of the day, my feet would be throbbing, my voice hoarse. 
But the visitors love it and the people there are cool. In the back of my mind, I thought that if I stuck with it, I might be able to get my kids a job there. And indeed, my daughter did get a job there the summer after her junior year of high school. What a cool first job. I worked at McDonald's when I was her age. My kids have been watching me curl up like a wimp after a long day at the Mark Twain house. I was wondering if my daughter would deal with it better. Charlotte went through the usual weeks of training and supervised tours. Then she got her first five-tour day. She came, came home that day and curled up like a wimp on the couch. It's not just me, I thought. It really is hard. I did a little victory dance in my head. Carefully remove the blade from the food processor and rinse. Pour the smoothie into a large cup, preferably one with the top, add a straw. About a year ago, my daughter had to have orf all four wisdom teeth pulled. Thank God the Medicaid paid for it. The oral surgeon gave her a chocolate protein powder and told her to drink smoothies for the next few days. So when I made her smoothie, I decided to make one for myself. After a while, I came up with my own ingredients. My kids don't like my ingredients. I started having a smoothie every morning. Rinse and brush the hell out of the food processor bowl. There are seeds and stuff in there. Be careful, though, because it is starting to wear out. Then put it in the dishwasher to super cleanse it. I've become a bit of a bore about the smoothies. I must have one every morning. They make me feel better if I'm tired or hoarse. It takes me about 15 minutes to make one and clean up. Sponge clean the base of the food processor and the wall and the counters next to the food processor. Clean the coffee maker while you're at it. Put everything back in an orderly fashion. After about a year of drinking smoothies for breakfast, I noticed I had lost weight. I hadn't been dieting. I still eat sweeties every day. I'm wearing clothes I haven't worn for a while, smaller clothes. My CPAP machine broke and I haven't bothered getting it fixed. I put it away, the embarrassing old thing. My daughter can't hear me snore if she's away at boarding school. I'm not sure whether I really snore or not. As you drink the smoothie, it's important to swish it around in your mouth and chew. I read that somewhere. It helps your body extract all the nutrients. If the kids want to go out for breakfast, and who doesn't want to go out for breakfast, I don't want to go. If they insist, I bring my smoothie along like a party pooper. I only have smoothies for breakfast. Eat whatever the hell you want for the rest of the day. You've had your salad for breakfast. The end. Next up is Leah. I don't know your last name, Leah. Banks. Banks. Leah Banks. What is your name? Catherine Higgins. Catherine Higgins, that was unbelievable. And um, I, I, I want to show Tom how maybe some of the more than probably 50% of this audience that are over 50 and women read. Okay. I better get another drink of wine. Hello, Tom. I'm going to read you a poem called The Architecture of Bones. And I'm not going to read it at all, you. Sorry. 
I lay by slow fires when I was new to him, gone so long as a woman without I willed the thaw. I believe the phosphorus of the unmatched match would light us heavenward, desirous, false, and delirious that. The papery thin skin of me rub raw was like vermin skinned alive on the still wool hole of my past marriage. His voice echoing sandpaper with women before, during, and after was unheard as I hurled forward, missed the exit sign two years after he was the space between walls where spice, where mice and spiders nest. Insulation riddled with lead bullet holes, rain seeping. Words whirled in my throat West dust disintegration. Regret must taste like that. Two, the architecture of bones revealed my clean darkness, a drop cloth blown in the wind. My skull was encased by hair, my hair, curtains, flames, dazzling my grizzle and veiny blood house paint. I was a painter, yes, blood black, graffitied. I used the black ice of sex to whitewash. Its smoldering cold gratified my labor. Ice melt leaked out windows of my hollows of skin. My teeth tasted Aluminum tang, gray laundry, lapped the melt like a mangy cat. Revenge must taste like that. Three, he put me on lead long enough to see him lift her hair, kiss her there. All I could ruin then was crackling. Nails are rust and work the wild. I descended a soft metal ladder, shinned up scales on scarf skin bone. I was a petrified angel. My God, my mouth a mall. It clattered so, my jut-out bones, an axe collection at the county fair, a half-blind dovetail glued my every arch, sole, knee bone, headline, historic structure condemned. Four, I scrapped it all started over. I kicked him in the balls and got away. I was a nightmare violation, a goddamn bony fillet. That's it. That's it. This is called Contrapazzo. Keep some kerosene on hand to burn the building. You leave any person... Who tries to follow? Apathy. 
diving like osprey to foolish leaping fish has it out with the talons at your throat. The ruins of the day choose which beast to repel, which to inhabit. They muck about in the damp, dank, nine circles of freezing hell. No one's forcing you to live in this bleak. You blame others for the shackles on your feet. The saints of the desolate are near. So close, your little anxious stepping occurs. You tiptoe through grace, dear like. Rave with middle age. Trample like a moose. You do not want the pure, unsullied warfare, the vacancy. My dirty, hungry carnivore, you wolf down the whisper of a lone. And here is Jim Witten. Headspin beanie. I don't want a logo on the front, back, side to side. Longfellow, what is your sleep number? What ropes do you tighten, loosen? Drug notebooks. Edna St. Vincent Millay, named after a hospital. Trump, Pence, reverse proof. Undergrading, mirror-like. Penny weight, poor grade, edge lettering, non-circulating. Contact mark error coin. Can I get the book? Divining rod. Divisive, divide, divisiveness, divert, division, divest, divisor, divorce, divisively, diverge, divisible, divulge, divisibility, divulgence, divisional, diversify, dividend, dividend, diversify, diversion, diversifies, diversified, diversifying, divisive, diversified, Diversely divided, diversion, divine, divert, divinely, divest, diviner, diverse, divorce, divinities, divulge, divination, diverge, divinity, divulgence, divine, divide, divided, divine, divine, divinely, diviner, divinities, divination, divinity. That's for Donald Trump. The fainting head, the fainting head, the, the fainting head, parts one through four. One. The head, head, faint, fainting head, 
by the fainten by rammed head fainten head two head faint the head rand the ein rand the faint fainten head head by faint head three by the fainten fainten head rand head rand faint faint head fainten faint by four fainten faint fainten ein fainten head ein head rand ein fainten head ein Now we have Adam Grabowski. Hi, everybody. Hi. My name is Adam Grabowski. Um, and this poem is called, And I'll Love You Forever. A bookstore in Western Massachusetts. You left and took the city with you, went out for cigarettes and became smoke. And so, to stay both more lonely and less lonely, I went inside the used bookstore to live with the broken spine, the ditched classics, the drug money first editions, books who'd burn apart if they'd just be held. Goldenrod and suicidal, a wan line pulls me through the stacks, has my hands in leaves of grass, 1855. The cover catches my thumb and... February 11th, 1989. Janice, happy 24th birthday. Just wanted to say you're a very beautiful person and you're very special to me. I hope you enjoy this book. I love you, Janice. Frank. Wandering in and out of lives, my hands brushing over each gleam. Matt, how we sell back, how we let things go. How we revise and revise. What thoughts of you this night, Walt Whitman? Your whole fruit crates full of splinters and dedications. Where's your beard supposed to point me now? Because I'm dog-eared and flower-crushed, laid open. And Janice is out there in the amber rim of some cigarette, and she doesn't want her book back. I'm going to read two more. Um, I want to thank Elizabeth very much for putting this on. I don't know where she went, but she's around. Thank you very much. It's been a good night, and uh, it's, a good, it's a good rag, and I'm really happy to be here with everybody tonight. And uh, also a plug. Um, 
the Amherst Poetry Festival is happening in a few short days out in Amherst. Uh, should be good. I'll be there on the 15th, first night, reading with um, Karen Schofield and uh, Matt Waskaliski. Uh, I blinked on his name, Eric Waskaliski. I might have blinked on his last name, too, on that part. It's Polish, like mine. <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed it good. Okay. Anyway, um, part of that whole shebang is uh, several poets were in, um, invited to spend an hour like writing in Emily Dickinson's bedroom and uh, basically send the museum the results. And um, a lot of us did it, and uh, this is what came of that. Winning a date with Emily Dickinson. Amherst, Massachusetts, 7-19-2016. And it has an epi epigraph. Epigram, I can never remember these. Who wants to help me? Epigraph, you sure? Okay, it's, it's, on, it's being recorded, so we're, we're solid on this now, okay. I should never get you put together entirely, Sylvia Plath. What a wild, wild quiet to this room. A Van Gogh's ear of quiet. I stand here in patient starch. I know nothing of sadness but sadness. Set past the rope and it remains a room. Could sit in this chair, could light a fire, could go to this desk, and right, personally, I've never felt like myself until I've broken something. They told me to wait here and you'd be up shortly. I've heard you, I've heard you have to walk into a person's room to really know them. But in your parents' house, it's never really your room, is it? Place myself in a time, place myself in a life. There was indulgence in this town. There was gossip. There was indulgence in this house. There was gossip in the town. There was noise in the floor. What do I give you? A quick walk and frantic forehead? Wry smile and quiet step? I may never get you put back together, will I? Your favorite dress is white and kept under glass somewhere else in the city. Step past the rope and there's furniture from within the family, the original stove and the bed you kept. There's water for washing, fire for heat, windows to look through, and light, light, light. Enough light for I love you. And, um, again, I'm going to end with the bubble issue poem. Uh, again, thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Meat for Tea. Thanks for everything. And uh, I don't know if there's anyone else after me. No one told me, but there might be. Who's that? Are we done? I didn't hear that. Anyway. Oh, good. Okay. That, that's good to follow. So I'll read the bubble poem when we're done. Yeah. It's short. Okay. You heard the endorsement, folks. Okay. This poem is called Confection. Confection. What I'm asking for is you to think about water of what we collect things into. A pitcher here, a pitcher there. Here today is bread. Yesterday, shampoo foam. We all have things waiting for us. Ask the cloud as it purples. A bridesmaid in a water dress, a bubble she's told to walk into. You need to be gardened by a love poem. 
watered and sunned, waited for and arrived. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Elizabeth. And we'll be back in just a moment. And welcome back. Hot Dirt.
don't, 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 don't.
the leafies you gave me. We are the leafies you gave me. Thank you all for coming tonight. We're gonna start with our theme song. Feel anxiety 
Wow, that was fantastic. Thank you all for sticking around and listening to... so much. Yeah, another episode of the Meat for Tea cast. We'll be back again in a couple weeks. Don't forget to write a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Basically the equivalent of a giant thumbs up or subscribe or follow us on the other platforms you might be hearing this podcast on. Whatever your favorite platform is, it's okay with us. Also... I feel like I, I've been begging for this for a long time. We need some engagement for you guys. We have a Meet for Tea cast Facebook page. There's a Meet for Tea page. You can email us at meetfortecast at gmail.com. The coolest thing you could probably do is record a voice memo of something you'd like to hear more of, a circ you missed that you'd like us to pop on the podcast. Any ideas you might have, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to put your voices on the air. You can actually record a voice memo right on anchor.fm forward slash meet for TCAST. They have a little thing for that. And if we like what we hear, you may be in a future podcast. Since we've heard nothing, the competition is low. <laughs> right now, you could record your dog barking. I'd probably put it in the podcast. Totes. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you again. Oh, and when we return, we'll have special guest host of the Greater Falls Annual Word Festival, Paul Richmond. So look forward to that. That's right. So for those of you who stuck around to the end, you get to know what's coming up next in a couple weeks. Paul Richmond. How about that? Be excited. Thanks again for listening to me for TCAST, folks. Have a good one. Bye. The Meat for Tea cast is produced by Elizabeth McDuffie and Meat for Tea, The Valley Review, mixed by Mark Allen Miller at Zone Lab, East Hampton, Massachusetts. Visit Meat for Tea at www.meatfortea.com. Please consider going to anchor.fm to make a contribution through our contribution page. You can reach us through meatforteacast at gmail.com or you can leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash meat for TCAST. We welcome suggestions for contents for the Meat for TCAST. If you've attended a Meat for Tea Cirque and want to hear from one of the bands or one of the spoken word contributors, please let us know. All portions are copyright Meat for Tea and their respective holders. Vote for Meat for Tea on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Elizabeth. Meet for Tea on Instagram and on the Meet for Tea and Meet for Tea cast Facebook pages. Meet for Tea is available everywhere you get your favorite podcasts.